my ghoulish ghosts and goblins, welcome to a spooktacular episode of Trash Put the Q-tip away. Oh. Trash House Street. Trash House Street. What's up? Nothing. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. This will in all likelihood be our spooky Halloween episode. Yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah. And quite frankly, this is going to be a good episode. Yeah, I think so. Some of the episodes we have kind of shitty, I'll be honest with you. Some of them are. Sometimes we just dial it in. We dial it in. Not this one. No. Fucking sight. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yep. Oh. I'm gonna do some steroids and lift rock. Rough, I'd already took some steroids in my ass. Oh. I'm gonna don't know how to respond to them. I'm gonna do some squat thrusters! So I'm gonna do some some burpees. I do, I do a lot of burpees. I do I a lot too. We how talked many? about this. How many do you do? I didn't I had today was my day off. Oh, uh, mine too. Mm. Well how many did you do yesterday? Um I did thirty. 31. Mm, it sucks. Okay. And then I boxed like for 55 minutes prior. I boxed prior. for 56 minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, Trash House Street. Trash uh, House Street, what's up? What's going on? Nothing. It's been since... a little bit of an age. Yeah. Um, When's the last time we talked or in person? In person? I don't know. Was it Liz Fair? Yes, it was. So that's good. We had a, a unique concert experience. Liz Fair. I've never seen Liz Fair, and I'm probably about... 20 years too late, but um, I, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I saw her once before, and, and she, was, she was also really good. She was pregnant. Heavily pregnant. Yeah. Like the baby came out and did a solo. Yeah, the baby was just like, you know, doing some power chords. Yeah. So, Liz Fair at the Fillmore. Yes. With special guest Speedy Ortiz mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of freaks in the audience. It was interesting. Like, I didn't expect it to be that packed. Yeah. It was wall-to-wall people, very hard. I, I've never... Been in the was it the uh, the oh union the, transfer? It was a yeah. union transfer, and you were l- like literally elbow to elbow, shoulder yeah. to shoulder with everybody. I've never we now we were we were up front, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Well, or I didn't bad think, as the case may be. <laughs> no, no, it was fine. We were of course next to weirdos, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't think you need to go. Woo shit house! I love yeah. you, Liz, and half spill your beer over everybody yeah. after every song. But whatever. They were a very exuberant crowd. Yes, I saw for someone. Liz. Well, let's talk about the show first. Let's talk okay. about the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Speedy Ortiz opened. Yeah. Philadelphia's uh, own Speedy Ortiz, which as we, we were discovered. kind of a, yeah a little uh, surprised with. And that. I think there's a bit of a lie, a bit of a fibby fib. <laughs> she was um, from Boston, correct? Um, yeah, or at least she went to school in Boston. That's where they formed. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess they moved back here, and now they're Philly's own. I like the one picture of her and Gritty, the fire. Oh uh, yeah, Philadelphia, Philadelphia yeah. Flyers. Um, the greatest mascot ever. Yeah, it really seen. is. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, so, Speed Ortiz was good, not great. Mainly because the first couple of songs, it felt like the bass was kind of out of sync. Mm-hmm. Plus, this was the day before the Kavanaugh um, Yes, yes. Vote. Very politically charged. So every fine. So, they go like two, three songs, and then Sadie would talk to the crowd for about two minutes mm-hmm. angrily. And that happened like three times. Yeah. So, I, it didn't bother me. But it was a bit of a distraction. Like, I don't mind bands talking politics, mm-hmm. but when I'm going to go see Liz Fair and Speedy Ortiz, I didn't expect it to be that heavily political. Yeah. I, was... um, I kind of wanted to get away from that, but um, yeah, I don't um, mind. Probably it was legitimately bothering her, because I felt like the rants were a little too long. Like what, what Liz, Liz 
yeah, said a Liz. couple things, which was fine. Uh-huh. So anyway, Liz is like, you know, talking about the whole like, you know, Me Too and the Kavanaugh stuff, and like these people behind us, older dude behind me was like, yeah, woo, I hear yeah, you. Yeah. And then she started what taking off her jacket, and he was like, fuck yeah, you're yeah. hot. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> and we weird. were like, what? Oh, by the, did you mention these people were like sixty fucking yeah. years old? <laughs> they were, yeah, they were like. Mm-hmm. In their fifties and sixties, it was a very odd crowd. It was very old, and then very young, very young, and then kind of in between. Yeah, Liz Fair, amazing. Yeah, I she thought. was great. Opens with Supernova. You know, everyone in the crowd was just waiting to sing "Fuck Like a Volcano." <laughs> she was, yeah, she was great. They did. Um, so I looked at like the seventeen songs. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it went. It was pretty quick. Pretty quick. They do one different song. It seems like every show. So, mm-hmm. so clear and sunshiny day. Was Which what I, they did for our show. Oh, lucky us. But I feel like they've done... I've, I mean, I was looking back at the set list, and they, they never do anything... She never does anything that you'd be like, Monkey House! Not that it was bad, but I wouldn't even... I thought it was just a le- like a legit, like, just spur-of-the-moment thing. I didn't know mm-hmm. that they planned on that. Well, I don't think they planned on that specifically, <laughs> but that's what it seemed like. At some point, they change, They do a new song or Okay. Different. We were both like... I didn't realize I forgot about this song. There were so many songs I forgot about where I was yeah. like, "Oh shit, this song was mm-hmm. fucking awesome!" Yeah, I was I was very happy to see her, and I was very happy to see or hear fucking run. At one point, Liz Fair fixes us with her <laughs> eyes using her witch powers <laughs> to telepathically uh, communicate with us, and now I'm her secret boyfriend. No, it was no. weird. I've not, for as many concerts yeah. as we've been to, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're standing somewhat close to the stage. We're probably about, yeah. what, 15 feet or whatever. Yeah, we're pretty close. Liz Fair just starts looking out into the crowd, like just yeah. staring out in the crowd, mm-hmm. which you never think of. And then she starts staring in our direction. Yeah. To the point, it, it made it made you feel uncomfortable. It looked like, I It looked mean, like she recognized somebody yeah. and she was trying to figure out if mm-hmm. she knew who it was. Yeah, me. No. <laughs> and no. it was, I've never had that and experience. And I'm sure she was looking in our direction, but literally like... It looked like she was looking directly in my eyes, and I felt like, really, I did not know what to yeah, do. Yeah, you had to look away. It was really yeah. weird. Which powers. <laughs> and then we, we murdered people. And then, yeah. In name and, of Liz Fair. Yeah, she told us, yeah, we had to... With our was, pill eye. It was like that, um, I said that movie with where they have the red lights and all that. <laughs> so the crowd, though. Crowd was a little obnoxious for a Liz Fair. A little I obnoxious. I saw someone throw up devil horns. Yes, which was very odd. Um... There were two women who were, I guess, really into Liz Fair because they were dancing. It wasn't even Snoopy dancing. They were dancing like they were the sinking in the Titanic or something. <laughs> like, way too much energy, especially for, like, the tempo and speed of the, you know, quasi-rock ballads Liz yeah. was singing. I was just surprised how way into Liz Fair people were. Like, yeah. number one was a sellout. I would never expect uh-huh. it a sellout. Um, but it, it was a very good time, and I would, I would definitely see her again if the all these stars align. Like, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to see her like a Wednesday night or something like that, but mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed her. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too, as well. Just an odd crowd. Yeah, it was an odd crowd. And even when we were like trying to make our way to the back towards the, like, the oh, encore, it possible to no move? one would move, which was, was kind of weird. Yeah, it was really Like, weird. they were angry that we were moving backwards. Yeah. Well, because Liz Fair gave the, but yeah, the telepathic <laughs> uh, command to be escaped. She was staring at me too. She yeah. says to kill my mother. Yeah, we must <laughs> worship Liz, the Liz. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really good. It was really good. I saw a concert this oh, did week. You? I did. Yeah. I saw. I know you did because I saw the pictures. But oh, did you? <laughs> Mark and I went to the Voltage Lounge, which we saw ripped down sign of the Franklin Music yeah, Hall, say, yeah. which is formerly known as the Electric Factory, which well, no one's going to call it the Franklin my, Music. Hall. My comment, by the way, was Franklin Music Hall. 
Makes it sound way too classy yeah. for the shithole it is. So anyway, yeah, Volta's Lounge is more or less in the parking lot of uh, Electric Factory. And we saw uh, Terror, Harm's Way, Backtrack, Year of the Knife, Candy, and Hangman. A hardcore show put mm-hmm. on by Philly Hardcore. And it was fun. It was loaded there. We were sitting in the balcony. And it was one of those shows where it gets so packed that I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm in the balcony mm-hmm. because if this collapses, it's going to crush a lot oh. of people. That sounds awful. Um, but it, I thought it was fun. Candy was good. I, their vocals weren't that great, though. I couldn't hear like what a lot of the lyrics or what they were saying. It almost sounded like one run, like long run-on song. Mm-hmm. My favorite was Backtrack. They were awesome. They totally just kicked freaking ass. All, all the bands were good. We missed Hangman because we got there too late. They were the first band. Who well, Year uh, Year of the Knife was really good, really good live, and uh, Harm's Way was awesome. It, it was a good time. It was a good show, mm-hmm. and um, I'm glad I went. We, it was over pretty early for old people yeah. like us, so or me and Mark. So it was it was good. It was a good time. Does it make sense to keep calling it the Voltage Lounge? Yeah, call know. it the the Franklin the Franklin Stovery. <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Good. That's good. That shows we saw. Uh, we got the show of shows coming up. We have Garbage. Said, next week, relative to this. So I don't think they're playing with anybody. Oh, I went and looked at the Fillmore site, and um, maybe they will, but they had no one listed as a opener. I'm fine with it. So we are seeing the version 20.0, <laughs> which is good because, as we all know, I'm fated to die November 1st, and we'll mm. get this out of the way. And then we can see off of their heads afterwards because the doors don't open till ten. Oh. <laughs> nah. no, I, if I was if I was young, yeah. I would do it. But yeah, I, I went looked up that time and I was like, doors open at ten. I'm like, eh, it's kind of doable. But I'm like, yeah, I would love to see. So if you can't see garbage, go see off of their heads. And then <laughs> an upcoming concert news. Yeah. Uh, next November, the bitch is back. Did so you get? Did you? I got tickets. tickets yeah. Cool, cool. If we if remember the year, I'll find someone to go. Elton John. I would like to go. I would yeah. like to go. So. Well, let me let me let you cue. I use I use points. These are fucking expensive tickets. I'm sure they are. I can find somebody. <laughs> it's 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 uh, <laughs> a. I, I knew make... there'd be a, a few few bucks. A few bucks, yeah. <laughs> so he'll probably decide to tour, do his final tour again. Is goodbye Yellowbrick Road. Uh, so the, yeah, Elton John is who we're talking. I about. hope he wears the duck suit. You know they're coming out with a movie with his life. With Elton John or Freddie Mercury. Well, both. Oh, so Freddie, I know that's coming out like. Well, I saw uh, *Stars Born*, which we can talk about later. Yeah. yeah, uh, One of the um, previews was uh, some Rocket Man, some Elton John. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But it's like inspired by Elton John's music, so. So it'll be like. uh, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Really, like, like it's (laughs) covered by Orton Jorn. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, yeah. Anyway. Music and stuff. So let's talk about some more current music. Yeah. And. All the music we've done this week has something in common. They're it's, mu- all, it's all music. Well, two things in common. It's all spooky. Trust me, I'll make it all spooky. Spooky and It has to do with Halloween candy. <laughs> do you want to go first? I can. All right, go ahead. So speaking of Halloween candy, and who I, whom I just saw, seen, mm-hmm. on Tuesday is Candy. They had a new release called Good to feel. It's their first full length on Triple B, and it came out September twenty eighth. Candy is from Boston. They're a hardcore band. I saw Candy. I think I forget who they opened for. Anyway, I saw them at the church like last year or something. So anyway, I really like Candy and the band, and I really like this new release. Starts off with the t- the t- 
title track, Good to Feel, Fast Assault of Sound, drumming is blazing fast, and then it kind of comes right back down to earth. Yeah. It's a very hard, heavy album. Takes a couple listens to, not saying it bad whatsoever. More times you listen to it, you're like, yeah, there's something like kind of going on here. It's almost like this doom and gloom in the background, which mm-hmm. you didn't, I didn't really get the first yeah. listen or two. Second song, Lust for Destruction. Heavy, it's almost a crossover thrash feel to it. It's a political in nature. My favorite song, which I was listening to and listening for during the concert and I couldn't hear anything yeah. really, uh, is the song Panic Is On. It's a really, really cool song. Heavy plotting, has a doom and gloom guitar feel to it, followed by like real gritty vocals. The panic is on! It's a cool song. My favorite one, Burning Water. Real heavy, fast, growling, almost like spitting into the mic with these cool riffs. Fun song. Distorted Dream. Doom guitar riffs, kind of followed by crashing drums, but has you bobbing your head. And then the last song, Bigger Than Yours. <laughs> I always oh. think it's kind of funny. It's kind of a, the most different song on the album. It's straight, like, alt-post-hardcore sound, and he's actually singing. Oh. And it's kind of this distorted, almost shoegazing feel to it. It's really cool. Short, fast album. I dig it. It's heavy. It's angry. It's gloomy. It's good hardcore. I think musically, as I said before, a lot going on, and it needs a couple multiple listens to fully get the whole effect of it, mm-hmm. I believe. Where did I? I read a, a couple reviews on it, and uh, it was described. this album was described as music you would hear from the apocalypse. Ooh. So if you start hearing candy, oh. and, it's, and you're not near a radio, maybe the apocalypse is happening. Oh. But yeah, if you like, Candy had an EP out before, which was I really liked. Um, I think this is better than the EP, and it's definitely worth a a listen. As I said, you might be into it. I'm not sure. So I could not. I tried to look for it. It is on Bandcamp. Yeah, I feel like there are three bands named Candy who all had albums come out this year. So I, I think gotta they're look from harder. Richmond. Um, just go. Are they on my Bandcamp. Just if you're I'll trying look. to look I'll for go something, yeah, yeah go on my Bandcamp and, and take a look. But yeah, Candy feel good or good to feel. Um, good stuff. Uh, where do you stand on Candy Corn? Mediocre. I like it, but I don't really eat it. Oh. I don't have... You mean really so many handfuls of sugar? Uh, I don't eat a sugar. lot of sweet stuff anyway because it just hurts my teeth. But I used to really like candy corn when I was little. But All right, just curious. I don't eat a lot of sweets either, but I do like candy corn. I think it's good. I bought some for Victor the other day. Ah, uh, what did he, what did he do? He, li- he likes it. He wanted some. Say, it used to be like Brussels sprout flavor or something weird like that. <laughs> nah, that he's, he likes candy. Oh, he, doesn't eat, he doesn't really eat vegetables. It's all carbs. It's all... Uh, that cat's probably coughing. <laughs> or I put down a... Uh, so I feed Grey Kitty and I put down the little tin or whatever and she mm-hmm. licks it. So that's probably what it is. Mm. Or she died and there's a ghost cat. I'd be very sad mm. on my way to the new puppy store. Mm. So, all them witches. So first Spooky. off, witches. We're talking about witches and candy. Witches. Witches. Fucking scary. <laughs> all them witches is like a whole bunch of witches, a whole bunch of scary there's a spooky skull on the cover of the album. Mm-hmm. And plus the vinyl is like a ghost, as we talked about. Yeah, the vinyl is a total ghost because so. none of us have received it. And mm-hmm. I have the deluxe, super cool record store edition that Glenn's supposed to get me at the rock shop. That, uh, and I got the boring a... normal edition. God. But um, but yeah, it's nowhere to be found. Uh, it's obviously out digitally, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, the vinyl for some yeah. reason was delayed. And I did buy tickets for us, so March 22nd, Ooh. First Unitarian Church... All them witches. Oh, it's probably... Is it an evil church full of demons? Yes. Oh. <laughs> is it like the church that's not in The Witch, uh, which I just rewatched, which is really good? No, it's like um, that church in Lords of Salem. 
Oh. We're all them. They're all them witches. Too. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> this is not about that. This is ATW, their fifth album, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, New West Records. We did them, their last album a couple years ago. Actually, last year, Sleeping yeah, Through the War. Yeah. Loved it. That was my, I think, my second favorite record. I think I had a Mutoid Man and then uh, All the Munchos uh, yeah. were my favorite. I think my, my, me too, possibly. I and just to, before you start, when I said Candy was from Richmond, I straight said it was a stu- it's false or from Boston. I said that uh, very beginning. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> did I mishear something? Yeah, okay. All the Munchos, sorry. All right. How to describe this album? The elevator pitch is... This is a psychedelic blues album. Bluesy. Very bluesy. Very cool bluesy. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's great. I love I, it. I really, really like this album. Very blues, like a few things here and there. There are a couple of exceptions. Um, opens with Fish Belly 86 Onions. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I really also, like it. So Fish Belly 86 Onions is like you, you found a hobo, paid him in drug soup, and then took him to slam poetry night at the Tritone. Because it's great. It's just, it's just nonsensical. It's like he's working through a speed bump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just ranting. Like, fish belly wide up all night. There's a scene like when they, he starts counting and he's like, one, two, three. But he keeps counting to 20. It's really weird. It's like super. It's a really cool song. He, someone wandered out of the fucking desert. And yes. they have like their barky man from Heat Stroke. Another, like something else I'd hit on is took the character from Alabaster which was on the last album. Yes. And had him write the whole album. <laughs> I could um, see that. I could see that. So yeah, it's really good. Very blues heavy. Uh, country at times heavy. Mm-hmm. The notable exception is Diamond, which yes. I Yes, that was the first as, song I heard. So when I went... I think that was like the single. Yeah, yeah. It's as if Jim Morrison fronted Tool. And it's weird. It's, it's like probably the most different album. Mm-hmm. I, I have a very a controversial opinion okay. about this song. What it reminds me of. We'll call it the guitar flourishes and whatnot. Okay. If you change the lyrics and made them about disgusting sexual things, it would be like a B-side off Antichrist Superstar. <laughs> it sounds like seriously a low-tempo, early Mance, like mid-level Marilyn Manson album, <laughs> except for the singing is much I'd better. I'd have to re-listen to it again. So yeah, it's like prog metal. I like it that it's just kind of yeah. soft yet... Yeah, it's yeah. I, I like. And yeah, it. most of the there are most of the songs here are they're laid back, mm-hmm. or at least they're mellow. Um, first and second is sort of the exception that has the most. First energy. and second is probably one of my favorite songs actually. It's one of my favorite. Very, songs. I just like how the guitar. Um, I like how bluesy it is. Yeah, very much. Half tongue and uh, workhorse have these awesome weeping guitars. They're also very much like. Uh, I mean, Halftone's bluesy. Workhorse is more country-western. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Johnny Lee Hooker shit going on yeah. towards the end of that song. Harvest Field yeah. might be uh, one of my favorites. Is that the, the long one? It's the yeah. long one. It is the... The 10-minute song. It's, it's a blues song turns into a space rock song. Okay. And then HJTC, I love, which has sort of this steely guitar that grows in intensity and is vaguely ominous. But yeah, I love this album. It is great. It's really I good. Would have loved to have heard it on vinyl. Me too. I would get to hear it on vinyl. Someday. Well, I don't want to buy it because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to come with a download code. Which yeah. then it, now that it, I well, say I that pre-ordered mine and got you know I had to get the download code obviously. But that's but, what yeah. I've been waiting on. That's why I haven't really listened to it because I'm 
waiting yeah. on the download code. So um, it's great. It's a win. We're going to see him at the Unitarian Church. Yeah, they're they, an awesome band. I really like. They them. actually they had a, a an EP come out earlier this year called Lost and Found. Oh really? There's a Fleetwood Mac cover. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which they're, I don't. They're very interesting. Yeah, very eclectic. I mean, it's it's like that that Palm Desert scene. Yeah. Only they're from Nashville. I'm interested in seeing them live. I think yes. they're especially in a little uh, place like this. Yes. The church. Full of witches and evil. Ooh. They'll play the do, 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 do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. The Lords. And Johnny Five was in Marilyn Manson at one point. Oh. And also um, one of the White Zombie or Rob Zombie. Or... I think it's White Zombie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Guitars. Yes. And Johnny Five did the soundtrack to that. Or John Five, Johnny Five is which the robot. Which one was the robot? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. What He's, movie is that? That's yeah, Short Circuit. Yes, yeah, so like, Johnny ever... Five still alive. <laughs> I was like, are you talking about Short Circuit? Like in a way, aren't we always? Mm, I guess. All right, we can both talk about this one. Yep, Boy Toy Yay! out of Brooklyn, New York. Also very spooky, really quick, because if you remember the Puppet Master movies, oh yeah, that, that's what this this album is about. Oh, about night leaves. Yes. <laughs> Which are the scariest leaves because they're in at night, night and they're dark. Ooh. Boy Toy Nightleaf. Paper Cup Music uh, came out April this year. Mm-hmm. As I said, they're out of Brooklyn, New York. This is their second full relief, release. And something that Lou might be unaware of, their bassist, Lena Simon Simone, is from La Luz. Ooh, no, I did not know. Yeah, see? Little, little... Uh, yeah, crossover action. Mm-hmm. And they've been a band since uh, 2014, and this album has 10 songs. Do you like indie alt rock, Victor? Or Victor? Uh, Lou? Yeah, dinosaur! <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Do you like Hollywood Lately? Yes. Do you like some swinging 60s, Nancy yeah. Sinatra S yeah. sound? It's, it, this album really but you will be me of, a boy toy. If, if Hollywood Lately had had a fucking career in the 60s, she wouldn't, she'd be much bigger than she <laughs> was in the 90s, 2000s. Yeah. Yes. As I put, do you like Hollywood Lately and some swinging groovy 60 sounds? Mm-hmm. Boy Toy is a group for yeah. you. They are very awesome. And thank you, Mark Zimmerman, for recommending this band. I guess first song, It's All Right. It starts off with one of my favorites. Fun, catchy, groovy sound. It has a dual female vocals going on. Yes. And as I said, it has that 60s Hollywood Lately kind of... A little country at times, mm-hmm. a little psyche, psych, a little. I mean, a little 60s, like like doo-woppy a little yep. bit, and that's what it's like. If you turn that like the Holly go well before she became like head Cody's good. It's awesome. Yeah, head Cody's here because it broke off Sierra not so much, even though I love Holly go and broke off as well. It's kind of like uh, girl girl group garage rock and flute. And I feel like like saying Holly go lightly. No one's gonna know Holly go lightly with a layer over it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who Holly go lightly is, and you like boy toy, check out Holly go lightly. Yes. <laughs> Marianne. Mary Ann, Mary Ann. Reminds me of a, a Head Cody song. Or yeah. Very guitar-driven groove. Groovy 60s. Yeah. Song. Uh, Static Age. I think that's Mark's favorite song. Static Age, like, the, the riff has this velvet underground feel to it. I don't know if you A little bit, yeah. I dig it. My favorite song is New York Ripoffs. It, I have it as Runaways meets 60s. I just think it's a cool song. It's yeah. a little different sounding. It's a little harder. Juarez. More than a little, a little more country. It's like it's that 60s sound. It's a country girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a worse like fucking sp- look when you said that. It's just like... Yeah, it's called Sober October. Cold Love. That's one of my favorite songs on there. It's probably the most different track on there. Yeah. Almost has like a 07 uh, feel to it. It's slower, more subdued. But it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a little longer. Three to four minutes. 
But all together, this this album's fantastic. Yeah, it's really, I really good. It. This is one of those ones I could not stop listening mm-hmm. to, even when I was like, I gotta listen to my stuff. Yeah. This is actually the album that sort of took uh, Smoke Reverser out of heavy rotation. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic top to bottom. If you like that type of stuff, definitely check it out. Like I, when I was going through my like garage rock phase, like about yeah. ten plus years ago, I as I said, I would have been totally about yeah. this. So I'm looking forward to. I would love to see them live to see how they mm-hmm. be. They actually Mark ordered a vinyl off off them, and they like had this handwritten note. Like yeah, it was like really sweet and cool. It's just cool that they do that. So yeah, Boy Toy Nightleaf, they are awesome. They are awesome. If they were any better, they'd be Lelos. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really liked it a lot. Like I said, I could not stop listening to this album. Um, yeah, when I saw La Luz, I was like, ooh, uh, this is a little mm-hmm. chunk of uh, that you would like. Crossover. But no, it was really good. Now, possibly our spookiest artist yet, Cat Power. So first off, Cats is all Halloween, and that's spooky. Yes. And Power speaks of supernatural powers, like ooh. when Liz Fair stares at you <laughs> with makes, her demon eyes. You- Poison your mother. Yes. With, with arsenic. With an axe. Yes. <laughs> Some axe poison. <laughs> so this is Cat Power La Luz. No, so I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Cat Power Wanderer of Domino Records. I guess if you go back to the beginning, this is her 10th album. Mm. Although the first four, I don't know how much they count. I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. When did they become a band? So I can look it up. What I know. do know is it's before. So my favorite Cat Power album is Moon Picks, mm-hmm. which I feel like is where she became big, and that was like '98. I want to say I was gonna say early '90 or sorry, late '90s, early 2000s. So I bet you it was like mid '90 to late '90s. Yeah, while Jamie's looking, do you know how we discovered Cat Power? We were in Target mm-hmm. or not Target. We were in Tower Records, and we saw uh, the Greatest by Cat Power. And we thought it was funny because Cat Power. I forgot about it. I remember. Right. Yeah. Someone would name themselves. Ah, then, you want to hear something that comes around full circle about Cat Power? She's in La Luz. She was discovered opening for Liz Fair oh, in know, 1993. I think I did know that. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. 1995 was the first her first album. Yeah. And while we could talk about Moon Picks, which is an amazing album, we're going to start Wanderer, which is also yes. an amazing album. So, indie singer-songwriter... Folky. If you don't like that, like, it's just, there's no, you're not going to like this album, yeah. first off. I mean, it's very genre specific. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be, like, listening to Iron Maiden and be like, I'm gonna, you know yeah. what, I'm going to see so what this Cat, Cat Power, Power's about. Cat Power's opening for Iron Maiden. How odd. <laughs> I think that Cat Power was supposed to open for Nick Cave last year. She doesn't she have a, or the year a before. little problem with the bottle? Not, see, not recently, but she might have had a, a baby. Oh, okay. But yeah, Cat Power, super big alcoholic. I do like, I was recently watching a live performance, a live Letterman performance of her singing uh, Living Proof. And she dances on stage like those girls were dancing at Liz Fair. Oh, jeez. She sings really good, but yeah, I always like to look at performances and like, is she drunk? Charlene Marshall. Yes. From, from, uh. Atlanta. Atlanta. And I think she currently lives in Miami. Mm. Minimalist is probably the best way to describe this. A lot of the songs are very sparse and lonely. Okay. Uh, it opens and closes with two different versions of Wanderer. Dion's Wanderer? No, just Wanderer. Her own uh, Cat Powers Wanderer. I'm thinking Runaway. Yeah. Um, the first, it opened up with a very optimistic acapella gospel, basically song is how it's arranged. Okay. It's about having a one-night stand with somebody that you love and thinking about them years later. 
Okay. Coincidentally, having to, there's a line about having to sing it, like being the singer at his and some other woman's wedding, which seems so specific. specific. I wonder if that's true. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the other one, it, it's the same lyrics. It's more produced and it's a minor key, so it's less optimistic. Hmm. So you could argue about what it means in that context, whether, you know, one is like sort of thinking fondly and the other as you grow older, not so much. Now, there are a whole bunch of songs in between, just so you know. I figured um, as much. And like I said, a lot of these songs, they're very, they're very minimalist. There's a lot of empty space. They're beautiful. At times, it's just her and accompaniment. Those are the songs that work best. Those are the songs I like. I told you, the one song I heard was Woman. I believe that's so, like the one of the singles or the first So, single. yeah, so... Which is a great song. I really Woman. Like it, which with, I did not know was Alana Del Rey. Uh, yeah, Alana Del Rey sings backing vocals and I believe is playing guitar in the video, but I can't tell. Hmm. And I've only heard it on the radio. Um, and then she actually does a Stay, which is a Rihanna cover. It's not Lisa Loeb's Stay. Yeah, that's what I thought, honestly, <laughs> when I saw Were it. Were you like, ooh? Oh. I was like... Lovers in love, and I let me get out my single. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's hard to describe other than that. It's just really sweet, beautiful. It's very sad, like melancholy. It's sad. I had a very odd experience listening to this album. I was hiking mm-hmm. in Heber Park, which becomes what it eventually takes you through Worcester. Yeah. Listening to this album, it was like a gray day. It was kind of quiet. I was like, this is, this is my goth 80s uh, album cover <laughs> moment. How is Hebner Park? Pretty cool. It's good. Um, we can talk past. about it later. Okay. It's we'll talk about it later. Okay. It's weird because there's a front section that's kind of boring, but when you go off sort okay. of the trail, it's better. My favorite songs, aside from Wander, the first Wander, is are probably In Your Face mm-hmm. and Robin Hood, and those are like kind of mm-hmm. lonely, quiet. Those are the songs I feel like she's at her best because it's her her voice, her words, and sparse company. Robin Hood actually has a fucking mandolin. Interesting. So it's good. It's a, a nice little album. She seemed, seems like a very happy album. So it's just pretty lonely and sad, kind of. Album. Yeah, it's actually. I think a lot of it's about like, it's about getting older. Mm. Some of it's about loss. Um, she did have. She had a kid recently. Okay. Relatively speaking, I think actually that might not have been why she didn't tour with Nick Cave. Um, that or health. She has like weird health issues. Okay. But I you, saw she's your age, I believe. Yeah. She's 22. She's 22 like <laughs> me. And we listen to, we drink soda pops and yeah, listen vape. to, we vape while watching Blue's Clues and, <laughs> and whatever. Cat Power, that's good. There's not a lot to say. You have to either like her or you don't. I'm hit or miss with Cat Power. Some of the stuff I really well, like, other stuff I'm kind of blocked. Well, so she has like... Not that it's bad, it's just kind of yeah. too... I gotta be in a mood for it. It's like too folky sometimes for my yeah. For well, there's the, so the one album, the greatest, is sort of her more like her soul album mm-hmm. that has like living proof and all that stuff. It's where she pretends to box. Okay. Um, then, like I said, the one I like, like Moon Picks, which was her first big album, which she supposedly wrote in a single nut day after waking up from a nightmare. That's pretty impressive. But yeah. So anyway, that's it. That's it. Cat Power. Spooky supernatural abilities. You know what kitty cats can do? Um, no. Gouge your face away. Ooh, that's scary. Ooh. And that's like what Halloweens would do. Yes. Gouge away. Yeah. New album, Burnt Sugar on Death Wish came out September 20th, 2018. Obviously this year. We have talked a lot about Gouge, gouge Away on this yes. podcast. They Janine Gouge Away, lead singer. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, they're from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and this is their second full length. This album was produced by Jeremy Bohm, who is the lead singer of Touche Amore. And um, I was very excited for this album. It's hardcore, it's punk, it's post-hardcore, it's a little indie, it's a little alt. It's kind of a little everything. <laughs> and Lou just farted. So it starts off their first single, Only Friend. I resent the implication, but continue. Only Friend, as I said, that was their first single off this album. Post-hardcore alt feel to it. I think when I first listened to it, I, I think I explained it as Sonic Youth musically with like her screaming. Oh my, I yeah, I think when like the two, like the pre-order singles were out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great song. I like the guitar. It's kind of doing its own thing. It's all about anxiety. I actually went and listened to the lyrics. Uh, read the lyrics on Bandcamp while I was listening to it. What she says is, paranoia comes knocking at my door. She's my only friend! That's all she's talking about. Which I know, um, hearing from uh, interview, interviews from her, just different podcasts, yeah, she has a lot of anxiety issues and stuff. So uh, I almost feel like she's, this is her therapy and like a lot of the songs are about anxiety yeah. and just um, getting rid of toxic people and just... Mm bad relationships to a point. My favorite song off the album is Fed Up, which is the second song. It's just fast, hard, catchy. It, it almost has a little bit more of the, the sound of the first album, but I just really like it. I just think the whole thing's cool. I just, yeah. eh, just like everything about it. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Fed Up. Um, hey Mercy is another song. Um, I think it's the fourth song off the album. I believe it's about a bad relationship. Yeah. Subtle Thrill, really cool song, Fast in Your Face, more of a hardcore song. Ghost, which was the second single mm. off the album. It starts off with this like really cool bass line. Boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom. It reminds me of something Mark would wrote yeah. back in the day, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And it gets a little fuller, and it, but it's, does, it's like heavy, but a little slower. It's a really, really cool song. There's more singing in it than screaming, I would say. It's a good song. It's uh, not, the, when I read the lyrics, it's, Pretty much about not being recognized in your relationship, like you're a ghost. Mm -hmm. um, it's a cool song. Yeah. I really like it. Dissociation. Dissociation. Cool song. It's either about anxiety or some type of abuse. Raw blood. Slower, noisier, more spoken word. I believe it's the longest song on the album. Altogether, I can't say enough good things about this album. It might be one yeah. of my favorites of this year, at least top, in the top 10. Pretty much I got what I wanted. I had no idea what it, what they were going to sound like. If they were, I heard that they were kind of changing their song or their sound. I think it progressed from pre the previous album. The lyrics are very heartfelt, kind of riddled with anxiety, anger, sadness. But you're not like overly depressed after listening to it. You're not like, oh. That... Mm -hmm. Or it doesn't put you in like a melancholy-esque mood. Yeah. I just think it's really good. It's a great release and a lot going on. I listened to it once. I really liked it. I need to go back and listen to it. Yeah, listen to the music itself because you're mm -hmm. like, wow, it's it just is so much better from yeah. the last album. Not that the last album was bad or anything like that. It just has progressed so much where it's yeah, it's good. Like all mm -hmm. across the board, it's a great, great release. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, it's ghoulishly good. Gouge away, burnt sugar, and they're playing Kung Fu Necktie on a Thursday. They uh, they played not too long ago, and I just couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. um, they're playing with Culture Abuse, but it was like a weeknight show. Yeah. I think they're playing the Thursday after Thanksgiving, so I, I might go and check them out. Um, it'll be my third time seeing them, but I, I really, really like Gouge Away. They've been becoming one of my mm -hmm. favorite bands. Oh, nice. Um, you got anything else? So, yes, briefly. I have, yeah, I have a single I'm going to do. All right. God. So, briefly, um, and this is one I told Jamie I was doing yesterday. St. Vincent has a fiendish Dr. Jekyll to the Mr. Hyde. Ooh. That's not right. 
Anyway, something about ghosts. Um, so last year she did mass seduction. This year she did mass education, which is an acoustic reimagining. Mm-hmm. Her and a piano. Her and a gun. Her and a gun. Like the Tori Amos song. <laughs> yes. Me just, me. you're not going to be off the gate. <laughs> it's just her just basically singing like new arrangements of the songs on mass education. I gave it a few listens. What do you think? It's interesting. The piano stuff they do is really interesting. Mm-hmm. The the less poppy sound songs tend to it tends to work better for those. Mm-hmm. Even though there's like um, New York, she's barely changing anything. And Dear Johnny, which is one about her brother, nothing changes at all really. Hmm. Those are essentially songs. The other songs, there's a bit of a it sort of changes. Basically, it sort of changes the meaning contextually. Um, Sugar Boy is different. They seem more optimistic. Mm-hmm. The song it does not work for at all is Pills. Oh, I could kind of see And it's that. too, like, she can't... Stretches the words a little odd, and she has weird inflections. And to me, that's the one where it falls flat. So it's... Overall, it's an interesting album. It's a good album, not a great album. Just purely her and piano? Yeah, purely her, oh, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly. Um it was interesting, but yeah, it's not. Probably won't pick it up again. Hmm. So that's it. Yeah, just mass education. Um, I mean, it's also also worth mentioning. We did not mention it previously. I know we talked about it. War on Woman is coming out with an acoustic album. War on Woman. Yep. Um, they're actually they joined onto a bill. I think. Good riddance. I forget where they're playing. Uh, they're playing somewhat soon, but they're doing their acoustic set. It might be Kung Fu Necktie, but it's during the week. But I was like, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I I. I think I talked about War on Women last podcast and how yeah. they were awesome live, mm-hmm. but yeah, I did pre-order that new acoustic album. Ah, nice. Good shit. Yes. So you have a single. I have a single. Since you know, this band's from Philly. I thought it'd be nice Ooh. to do a Philly single. Band called Lux. I guess it's L U X E. I think it's Lux. L- Luke's. Lux or Luke's. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Uh, they had a single out, Harsh Reality. Not just out. It was out in May. Yeah. Um, as I said, they're a Philly band, and they had an EP out in 2014. I don't have a ton to say about this, other than they're gonna be open or they're gonna be opening for uh, Bold. That they're playing. At, where the hell are they playing? I think the Unitarian Church this Saturday. Mm. So I'm gonna see Garbage and Bold and Breakdown. Mm. But yeah, they're they're on the bill. Please dies on it as well. But yeah. I decided to check, Mark checked out the band and was like, oh, take a listen. I always like to kind of hear a couple songs off bands that I'm going to see. So anyway, Harsh Reality is the single. Fast, aggressive, gritty, hardcore hardcore punk. Growled lyrics along with buzzing guitars. And Mm. it's fast, probably a minute and a half, two minutes long. And nothing mind-blowing special or anything like that. But it was fun. It was a good good little little single. Um, And as I said, they're touring with Bold and Breakdown and Please Die. And they're from Philadelphia. So give it a little love to Philly. I thought it would be a good... Segway. Segway. So yeah, Lux, Harsh Reality. Check mm. them out on uh, October 27th. Yeah. Whenever. So this one I'm shooting to have out by Halloween. Oh, uh, well, if you check them out another time. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Who knows? By the latest, anyway. Well, yeah, it's a week. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Anyway, Philly Bands. Philly Bands. Our topic. We had a good topic this week. Yeah. We were going to do something spooky. Lou's like, you want to do something spooky? And I was like, I I had an idea the, I don't remember when, but I'm like, you don't think we ever did favorite bands from Philly? No, we didn't. Favorite bands from Philadelphia. And we had some awesome responses, a lot of good responses. So, of course, this will decide the greatest band of Philadelphia. Yes. Which, of course, means it'll be the 
greatest band in the United States and the second greatest band in the world. The first greatest band being Canadian Power Trio Rush, of course. <laughs> I was going to say Rush. Duh. Anyway, so Jamie has the list. No one responded on mine. I will comment accordingly and inject my own thoughts. All right, we had a bunch of responses. Thank you, everyone that participated and responded. Awesome. So Jeb Bates, we're, uh, The Wonder Years, Huster, uh, Soda Pop, Cinderella, followed by Brittany Fox. I didn't know Cinderella was from Philadelphia. Uh, Phoenix, Tom Kiefer was like somewhere around Phoenixville. Oh, uh, lead wow. singer, yes. Mm. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Dead Milkman, Joey Odoricio. Aside, this is Jared Moore. Aside from the obvious ones, Root, Schooly D, Joan Jett. He likes the Mountain Brothers. Lucas said, LeCompte. Alex Crowley, nothing. Blacklisted. Dis sucks. Violent Society. Jabil Gaines, Violent Society. Nick F, Capital Years, Hollow Notes, Fear. I wouldn't say Feardstrom. Philly. Philly. Lee Ving is from Philly. He's actually. Born in Abington. This I is believe. Philadelphia. They're going to take any tenuous connection <laughs> ever. Go ahead. Um, Nick Crowley, Blacklisted Violent Society. Jake Hentz, Weston, The Halflings, I Hate You, Me Without You. By the way, so The Halflings, I was thinking about that band the other day. Okay. And I was thinking about a show I went to years ago, mm-hmm. and someone had a Halfling shirt. And because I play the coolest of all. Uh, were you like, uh, I liked them better when they were around the Chinese Revolution? That's what you should have said. No, I was thinking about, I was like, I liked them better than when they were hobbits and Tolkien. <laughs> no, anyway, go, pray continue. Uh, the Wonder Years, Breaking Pangea. <laughs> Troll, Bob Ritchie, said Weston and Halflings, and he's like, don't forget about Mal and the Chinese Revolution. And Plow United, Joey Odorizio said, hey, look, co-evolution. Okay. Jamil Gaines, The Roots, he, a lot of people just... Forgot about bands and chimed in again. Yeah. Mark Zimmerman, 2.5 Children, Dandelion, Akin, Dynamite. I feel like my brother Patrick would chime in with 2.5 Children. Bob Nelson, Hailstorm. Dave Mather, Ink and Dagger, The Hooters, Christ. Nick F., Burning Brides, which I was like, I'm glad people remember. Do you remember yeah. Burning Brides? Yes, I do. Yeah. Alan put Patty in the Emblems. I think that was Alan. Yeah. Which I ran into Adam Allen uh, last Saturday night at uh, Wegmans. Oh, really? I wouldn't have recognized him until you said he had a beard. Yeah. I walked by him. I'm like, I don't know if that's him. And then I was like, and I'm like, Victor, say Allen. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and Victor's like, hi, Allen. And now I'm yeah. him and uh, Jenny. Uh-huh. Do, 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 Bill Scudder, pure hell. Dave Mather also put, oh, forgot about the dead milkmans and the technicians. Can you stop farting? Oh, my no, God. No, I can't. I ate a cupcake and the sugar makes me fart. Bill Scudder also... You're welcome. Bill Scudder also put the fantastic Johnny C from Norristown. Bryce, Wonder Years, The Messengers, Ween. Jake Martinez, Motionless and White. Bartram Chase, Dr. Dog. M-Dog, your bro. Bardo Pond, Brother JT, 2.5 Children. Mm-hmm. Plow United and the Dead Milkman. Mm-hmm. Dave Mooney, We're on Drugs, Kurt Vile, Dr. Dog, Wax Hitachi, The Districts, Hop Along, Japanese Breakfast, and Dead Milkman. Thank you, everybody. Yes. There were some awesome choices. There's some stuff I forgot. <coughs> Dumbly me, totally forgot about The Roots. The Roots? Oh, well, totally forgot about The so Roots. So here are a few other glaring omissions. Okay. I have a whole Aside from boatload. The, all right. So I'll, go, I'll, I'll do these few. I'll hold back on some. I'll see if you hit them. So first off. G Lovin' Special Sauce. I, I did think of that. I don't have it on my list, though. The fuck! I just forgot what I was going to say. So G Love, 90s, 
uh, perennial favorite. God, it stinks like farts in here. It, yeah, your coffee <sighs> smells like farts. How odd. The Bloodhound Gang. I do have that. And, um, blah, 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 blah. all right, go ahead, kid. I'll see if I can forget because I completely forgot everything. Well, I had Bricklin, which no one remembers Bricklin. I think you have to be I over 45. Yeah. Bricklin was from Upper Marion, and, uh, well, one, at least one of the people yeah. was in Upper Marion. They were on the Bill and Ted soundtrack. They, if you oh, go really? and look on YouTube, they, they were like a hair metal, uh, like mm-hmm. glam metal band. Yeah. Santy Gold. Is it Santy Gold from Philly? You know what? I think I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> the Boyles, punk band. Boys to men, not one person. Oh, boys to uh, men. I forgot about boys to men. Will Smith. He wasn't. Well, we're not. We only do <laughs> not gangsta music. Eve. I Eve. I didn't know that either. Yeah, Eve was oh. from. Uh, the virus. Yeah. Hooters, Cinderella. Uh, Jim Croce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Jedi mind tricks with Vinnie Paz. No, don't know that okay. one. Fod flags of democracy, old punk band. Right. Meek Mills. I'm the one said about him. Yeah. Mischief Brew and the and the Orphans. All right. Uh, there's this like death metal band called Horrendous. It's a kind of newer. Mm-hmm. Hound. Uh, there's another noise band called Tile. They're from Allentown. Same with like Piss Jeans. They're from yeah. there. Soul Glow. Dave House. Dark Thoughts. Mystic Teens. Mm. Please Die. Fixation. Uh, Modern Baseball. Beach Slang. Another yeah. one everyone always likes. That's Someone from Weston is in that. Circus Survive. I was never into. Pink. Isn't Pink from Doyle's Day? Yeah, she is. Yeah. And that's all I had other than, I would say, my three favorites. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Kid Dynamite slash Paint It Black. Mm-hmm. And I always like Wisdom and Chains. They're yeah. more like Poconos, but... So isn't Pentagram... From around here? I have no idea. Um, so I think Pentagram, I'll say the guys from Pack. Yeah, I, I left that one off purpose. We'll throw these a few out for our friends. Uh, American Speedway, Wormbath, Best yes. Death Ever. He does our theme song. And Wormbath is... Wormbath, yeah. I don't know if um, we'll have this out in time, but they're doing a reunion show, I think at the Pickering yeah, or with, Root Down. One of them, it's a free with, show with um, Tony, the, with the Annoyed. Noid, yeah. With Annoyed. And the Klein. Yes. Um, so for my money, I mean, Hall Notes is probably the, the Hooters, ob- man. The objectively biggest band. So what? Okay, Joan Jett. Do you consider Joan Jett? I know she was born in Philly, but I don't consider Philly. No, I, Philly. I would never think of her as me neither. So I would say like, and I'm not. That was like like Hall Notes. Frankie Avalon was before. I don't even. Yeah. I do not like, and it was before my time. But they were big. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put them in the, on the list um, either. I always like Dead Milkman because I feel like everyone of our era. I would have Dead Milkman up there like, too. I feel like a lot of people got turned on to punk specifically because of that big lizard cassette that got kept mm-hmm. copied over and over again. I mean, there's so many like little Westchester bands. Um, you have like the Abriax and mm-hmm. 2.5, as I said, yeah. Vacant Progress, even like yeah. like Crop Justin. And yeah, I don't know. Like, like is it Bloodhound Gang? Just because they had such they mm-hmm. weren't MTV Airplay. They were 90s famous. I think they had like Diplo on there as well, but yeah. I never even knew that. I would never know he was like a Philly dude. Yeah. Um, Schooly D. Yep. Well, that's what I had. Like, I did have Schooly D on mm-hmm. like my main list. If you're really, really stretching the definition, Young Americans album by David Bowie was filmed or recorded no. in. Doesn't count. There's that song, Allentown. By Billy Joel. By Billy Joel. <laughs> it was actually um, about my family. Oh. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, Captain Jack premiered on WMMR. Oh, well, yeah, he did. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. about jerking off uh, or something. I don't but know. yeah, there's like a ton of Philly bands. We wanted to give so, some Philly love. Philly. So, what were your top three? Be that's why I said nothing. Probably as of right now, mm-hmm. I, there's a ton. Nothing I really like right now. Like Kid Dynamite slash Paint It Black is going to yeah. be in my top. And then I said Wisdom and Chains right now. Like I think I got to go with like actually Violent Society. I yeah. have up there and. Mm-hmm. I gotta go uh, Dead Milkman. Yeah, I, feel like I would put Dead Milkman on the, the definitely top ten. I mean, like I'm glad Kurt Vile. I'm glad people mentioned Kurt Vile. Speedy Ortiz. Speedy Ortiz. Philadelphia's own Speedy Ortiz. No, they say that to every city they show up. They could be like, "Hey Nashville, we're actually from here." I totally forgot when um Alex Crowley said "this sucks." I was like, "Oh, I still love this song." Yeah. But I was really big in a vinyl society mm-hmm. as a kid, and I still I still think they're a fun band yeah. to see. They have a new band out with uh, Johnny Ruin. It's um, Pat Society, um, yeah. Battalion Zol- Zol- Zolska mm-hmm. or something. They just yeah. played their first show, I think, at Connie Rick and Racks, and I, I mm-hmm. wonder how it, how's it, it seemed like a good turnout. But about Nemesis Enforcer, the best band named after a GI Joe eight tier GI Joe character. <laughs> yeah, Philly, it's happening. Oh, Amanda X mm-hmm. is one I like. S. Um, I like Low Cut Connie. There's like a lot of bands out there. Yeah. Oh, here's a big one. Uh, Mannequin Pussy. Yes, I forgot about Mannequin Pussy. So they, they're very good. Uh, Mannequin Pussy, who seem like they're, they're, they could be bigger than they are currently. Some of those Gouge Away songs kind of remind me a little bit of a, yeah. like a Mannequin Pussy And of course, someone did say War on Drugs, which yes. just won a Grammy. Good shit. I saw War on Drugs. Yeah. At uh, Johnny Brenda's. Mm, nice. So. Yeah, Philly. Philly. So what else is new? Um, I saw A Star Is Born. Yeah. How was that? Fantastic. Lady Gaga was amazing. She will most likely win a Golden Globe, mm-hmm. um, and she'll probably get nominated for an Oscar. Oh, nice. Bradley Cooper, amazing as well. Mm-hmm. And. I'm sure he will win something. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a nomination either for director or acting. Yeah. But it, acting was across the board awesome. Mm-hmm. Sam Elliott was in it too. Um, oh. bunch of there's a bunch of names. It, it was at, it, the acting as I said was was great. Mm-hmm. To I've never seen any of the four other or three other uh, A Star Is Born movies, yeah. but it's very predictable. The way the acting was, like you, I was not surprised in anything, um, but it was well worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Um, once and you even knew so, like something was yeah. gonna happen, but it was it was fantastic. And Lady Gaga, you would forget it was Lady Gaga until she started singing, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy shit! Bradley yeah. Cooper apparently sang everything too. Oh really? But it was it was a very good movie. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say you necessarily have to see it in the theater, but it's it's good. Wasn't a certain old comedian in it? And Andrew Dice Clay. Whoa! I'm like, who is Lady Gaga's mom in this? Or mom. The best supporting act? Um, I'm like, who's the dad? He looks really familiar. I'm like, holy shit, it's Dice Man. I feel like Dice is in this. So he he pops up in movies now, and he's in that stage of his career where he plays the wor- working class blue collar yeah. dad. But it, it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I remember he's in uh, Blue Jasmine. And then see that. Yeah, he plays that role, basically. So I watched two movies on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. So the first, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. The best. Rewatched it. In the past, I have always completely disregarded the um, the scene where him and Sally Fields pull over and she's like, why? Why you, you take, take your hat off? Hat? <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, they basically play the love theme. The, the call him the bandit. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons is it's sort of a weird pacing break in uh, the live-action 
uh, Roadrunner cartoon that is Smokey and the Bandit Part 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch it with new eyes this time. Okay. And they have such legitimate chemistry. They do. Because they were, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend in life. But it was insane. I was like, oh my God, I've never, can't believe I've never seen this before. Yeah. That's what I like about it so much. Yeah. The one thing I don't understand is when Snowman, like, why does he get beat up again? He goes into that bar and he's kind of like a little bit dicky, but then he kind of like gets his ass handed to yeah. him for really no reason. And he no says reason. it happens all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I thought I was missing something. Maybe they just don't like Snowman. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of confused. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, since you watched it with new eyes, I didn't know if you called. No, it. not that part. It's <laughs> it is where we could get. It's like we had to give Jerry Reed something to do. I, yeah, like I never understood That's literally that part. What it's like I never understood that. He like yeah. like goes in and gets some food, and then he's there like, oh, we don't like you. We're it's gonna like, beat you up. We're paying this much money in a Basset Hound rental. <laughs> we got to do something with the fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, great movie. As we approach the end of the year. Yeah. Starting next episode. I'll be fulfilling one of my New Year's resolutions and watch and start watching the prequel trilogy. Oh. So next episode, I'll probably talk about my experience with. What Phantom were your Menace. resolutions? Uh, watch Other the prequel trilogy. Buy a best of Fleetwood Mac. Oh. And a, I can burn one for you. I'm sure. I had to buy it. Okay. And I have not done that yet, and that would be the easiest. And I feel like there's a third one. What did, did I make any do now? No, probably not. I'm gonna I go back to that episode. That's cool. So we we're coming into. You know. Yeah, we're coming three-year anniversary. Shit, yeah. Because it was right after uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. Damn, we should do something special. We'll do a live one, I think. We haven't done that in a while. Maybe we'll do it over, like, um, Thanksgiving break or something. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try to get one, sneak one in before that, though. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So. There's more good stuff's coming out, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we'll have Record Store Day, too. Oh, yeah, that'd be exciting. Um, Oh, Mr. Cutter, Mr. Cutter. Um... Of course, um, so Garb for Record Store Day, Garbage announced they're doing yeah. uh, EP with, uh, or two songs with X. Very which is cool. Very exciting. Something X- else is coming out too. I asked Glenn to put it aside for me. I don't freaking remember. I gotta look at the list, but yeah, so that was. It might have been something. Ah, shit. I wish I could remember what that mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. Nothing's coming uh, out with a record. Are looks- the Cloud Nothings coming out with something soon? The who? Cloud Nothings? Yes, they just yeah. came out with an album. I have it. I haven't listened to All it right. yet. So right. it's like mm-hmm. six songs. I, I literally just got it. Literally. Mm-hmm. I just got it, I think, Wednesday? Yeah. And I have like a stack of downloads to put on my computer. I've just been super busy. Yeah. So. All right. So I th- we're hitting, uh, we're there. We're there. We're there. So one hour. Make sure you Wall-to-wall check music. your apples for razor blades and stuff. Poop. Anything? No one wants a poop apple. Poop apple. Well, no one wants a horse. No one's apple. an apple. No one has it. I was, I was trying to. I was really quick tangent. So a young person at my work was shocked to discover that people used to give out candy apples. It's like if I said, "Oh, people used to give out uh, dime bags of coke to children," <laughs> and this person could not comprehend this. I was like, well, "I would have went know. to that house like seven yeah, times." I so I was trying to explain, like, you know, it dates back, and you know. In my time, it would you get one and you probably would, throw it away because you think it was razor blade. Used to bob but, for apples and stuff. Yeah, actually, but, the Halloween party I went to today, the, they made caramel apples yeah. and they and put vodka, vodka uh, in it. Vodka, vodka, vodka. vodka. Yeah. I had too much vodka. Yeah, too many apples. Yeah. No, but I was, trying, I was like, you know, there's like these old ladies. They'd make these apples, are probably remembering from a time when you could just get them and it'd be fine. Or you know what you do? You watch Night of the Demons, my favorite. Well, Halloween that's like movie. a totally educational movie <laughs> yes. about apples. And you know what? The old man is sick of all these teenagers and they're romping around and sex and 
drugs who and drinking. isn't? So he puts razor blades in the apple. Aren't the razor blades like literally just sticking the fuck out? Like, <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Anyway, so on that note, Trash South Street. Trash South Street, thank you everybody that um, commented on our Facebook and stuff. And hopefully we'll have another topic that's fun. Engaging. Engaging. Stuff like that. Alright. Alright, dudes. Bye-bye. We will check in the I am talking on the microphone like a robot. 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 Bleep bloop. Bleep bloop 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 bloop. I like to talk like a robot. Beep beep boop. And have sex with toasters. Me too. Oh, there's Robot Cat. Me. Me. That's not a toaster robot, Lou. <laughs> oh, oh no, I've knocked Robot Cat over. We, um, we, um. Oh, it's so fucking stupid.